0: Welcome back to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, episode number 113. With Troy Bousseau, the founder of Athlinks, the world's largest racing database with a mission of making it easier for people to race more often and have more fun in the process. Hello and welcome back. I'm Andrea Samadi, a former educator who's been fascinated with learning the science behind high performance strategies in schools, sports, and the workplace for the past 20 plus years. Our initial goal with this podcast was to close the gap. Recent surveys show exist in the workforce where 58% of employers say college graduates aren't adequately prepared for today's workforce, with a particular gap in social and emotional skills. Research shows that social and emotional skills like social awareness, self-regulation, growth mindset, the skills that we covered early in the podcast episodes are crucial for college and career readiness. The outcomes of developing these intelligences are vast as they impact our performance, leadership, personal excellence, time management, and decision making. And if you've been listening to our podcast for some time, you'll know that we've uncovered that if we want to improve our social and emotional skills and experience success in our work and personal lives, it all begins with putting our brain health first. We've mentioned that daily exercise is one of the top five health staples. That's a known brain health and Alzheimer's prevention strategy from episode 87, helping us to take our results, productivity, and health to these higher levels. Our guest today, Troy Bousseau, has always impressed me by the way he and his family took their health and fitness seriously. He's my old neighbor. His family used to live directly across the street from me, but they moved to another state. And now, like many of us, we stay in touch via social media where we recently connected on some of his latest missions just to brainstorm ideas with our podcast. Not only is Troy the CEO of Athlinks.com, but he also runs the Athlinks podcast, a high quality podcast that features interviews with athletes around the world as they prepare for athletic events. I'll tell you more about Troy, the company he founded, his podcast, and how he gave me that push I needed to launch my business, AchieveIt360.com, over 10 years ago. But first, let me tell you about what he invented. He's the founder of Athlinks, the best way to track all of your race results in one place. So basically, it's a results database for those who compete in races. So each year, over 40 million athletes in the U.S. cross the finish line at an endurance event. But with the recent pandemic, these numbers have been reduced to maybe under 10 million. But you get the picture. There's a lot of people who train long and hard, pushing themselves to these higher limits. For most people, it's not about the medals, it's about the results. It's about getting better each race, going faster, going farther, beating a rival, or lifting up a loved one. It's about the hours, minutes, and seconds scribbled on the back of a race bib or on a row on a spreadsheet. Athlinks, or my old neighbor Troy, set out to make capturing those rewards as simple as typing in your name into a search box. This was his idea. And he's the mastermind behind this company who pulls in times for running races, triathlon, swimming, cycling, mountain biking, pretty much any timed endurance sport that you can think of. If they can find the results, they'll add them to the database and link them to their members account. So how did Troy help me to launch my business idea? Well, I realized that after producing almost 113 episodes of podcasts now, I haven't done one episode on exactly what we do at AchieveIt360.com. And if you ever make it to the end of our episode, you'll hear the trailer telling you to go to AchieveIt360.com where you'll find books and tools for schools in the workplace, I'll do another episode explaining where we began with our work, what we're doing now with workshops to help integrate simple neuroscience and schools in the workplace. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's go back to where this all began around 2012, 2013. It was a year before I partnered with Arizona's Department of Ed with this character and leadership program that I created called Level Up. It was my first huge step towards the vision I had for making an impact with education, character, social, emotional learning, and leadership. So where did Troy Bousseau come in for us? Troy was, and I say still is, a very serious businessman. He was always working on something, not much time wasting going on when I saw him. But he'd always say in passing, if you ever want me to come over and brainstorm where you are with your business and where you want to go, I'd be happy to do that. And what he offered, he said it with a serious tone that made me realize he really wanted to help. And I knew he meant it. He didn't mean, hey, we're going to be kicking back and chilling out tonight. Just come over and throw around some ideas. He meant business and he had this look in his eye that he knew I needed some direction. And at the time, I was taking all the content I had created and was putting it online. I created this online portal, achieva 360org where you can see courses for students and educators. It's based on a Moodle platform. And I was working with a young kid out of Chicago who's not a young kid anymore. But back then, he was teaching me how to create a website, how to code, and everything I needed to know about the online world. And he was a high school student at the time. So once I had my contents online, I was ready to do something. So one day I said to Troy, I'd love to take you up on that brainstorming session. And it was the end of the year when many people were in the middle of their holiday celebrations And he asked me, what are you doing on New Year's Eve? And I almost laughed out loud because every new year I can remember was always focused on planning and firming up for the following year, not really going to parties or fancy dinners. It's always been a time to reflect, gather new ideas and sharpen the saw for the new year. So I wasn't surprised that the founder of Athlinks was doing the same thing. So Troy came over after dinner and we sat at my dining room table and brainstormed some ideas for the vision I saw, where I was starting from, where I wanted to go. And Troy offered some ideas, but the most valuable information I remember was the leaders he told me to follow. He said, you got to follow and read Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crush It. And I did, and it really helped me to create the work ethic that I have today. It was a serious meeting, no joking around. He let me know that he'd seen far too many people never start something. And he hoped that our meeting would give me a push to get moving. It did. It was shortly after this meeting that I presented my ideas to Arizona Department of Ed when they opened up the doors for new vendors to provide their services for this character ed matching grant that they had. We would end up being one of the preferred providers chosen for this grant that went from 2014 to 2020. And this is where everything began for me working for myself outside of the corporate world with just an idea. I wanted to bring Troy on the podcast because many people I know have been forced to start something new. Maybe their job was eliminated or they've had some sort of shift with what they're doing. And if you were like me, I had this idea ready to go. But hearing from someone who would launched something in a successful way gave me the insight I needed to get going and learn quickly how to fail forward, which we did. I hope you find this time with Troy as helpful as I did many years ago, as he shares exactly how he launched Athlinks and his vision for the future. Here's Troy Husso. Welcome, Troy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and also for helping me to launch my business almost 10 years ago. Now, Troy, I don't even remember exactly when it was, but I know it was before I partnered with Arizona's Department of Ed and before my programs went into the schools. I'm just curious, what do you remember about coming <laughs> over to our house that day?
1: Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, I, I, you know, It's funny. I have... Um, I have a knee jerk reaction to hearing um, people plan and not do. And so not that you weren't doing, but I remember you and I had had a few conversations and it was sort of like, Andrea, you're right there. Like you've got this thing nailed. Like you just have to take that next step. Mm -hmm. And um And it was a weird thing. It was sort of, it was like a Saturday night where we'd been, um, you know, our kids were very young at the time. So we spent a lot of time in the, in the driveways in the neighborhood. Right. And um, it
0: was New Year's Eve, Troy.
1: Was it New Year's Eve? It was
0: New Year's Eve. It was absolutely. So I put that in the backstory that you, you didn't hear, but it was New Year's Eve. Wow. And New Year's Eve for, for most entrepreneurs, it's planning the year and I wasn't shocked when you said hey what are you doing New Year's Eve I'm like well planning for the next year that's what New Year's Eve was for right not for parties or
1: yeah wow you're right yeah that is that is true yeah so it was New Year's Eve and um and it was yeah I think we just you know popped over and and had a couple of drinks it was the four of us Majid and Heather as well um and uh yeah it was just kind of like I could tell you were You were just, you just needed a little, you were like a boulder about to tip over. You just need a little, just a tap, you know, there was, there was no tough love involved. It was just a little tap, just, I think a little encouragement to get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, it's been awesome watching you, um, go on this, you know, kind of spreading your wings and, and, uh, growing your business over the years. It's been fantastic to watch.
0: Thank you so much. And by the way, the drinks were water
1: i think i had something to drink uh
0: uh, no, no? you didn't Nope. and you know why because like i totally remember i thought you were drinking tea and you said andrew i've never drank tea because i <laughs> like you had this little cup and you're like there's no way it was tea so no you came over with water and we drank water it was a total business meeting new year's eve we were serious, oh, and we God, planned, we're boring. and and I totally took it seriously. You set the stage, you know. If you had come over with a bottle of wine, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have launched it.
1: Yeah, really, we just oh. we just ended up hung over the next day. Wow, that is the that is the worst, most boring story about myself I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, terrible.
0: that's awesome. So that's well, that's the story of Troy Bousseau and how yeah. I launched Achieva 360.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was um, it was probably uh, you know as much of um, my, I have family members. I am a very, like, if I have a decision, if I want to go mountain biking, I'm kind of like, I'll go buy a mountain bike and be mountain biking the next day. You know, I don't, I don't need a whole lot of research or a whole lot of prodding to do things. And um, that has worked well and poorly for me in my life. I've definitely made some knee jerk decisions, but one of the things that I think it does is it allows me to recognize that in other people where they just, I recognize that a lot of people need just a little bit more prodding than I do. And so I'm always happy to sort of be there. Look, if, if I had thought that you had a bunch of dumb ideas and you weren't going anywhere with it, I probably wouldn't waste my time. But I clearly... Um, I graciously gave up my social calendar, New Year's Eve, to come over and help I know. And help you.
0: It was the best New Year's ever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's good, so much.
1: That's Thank good. So
0: much well, I I was so grateful for that because it did give me the push and I got going with it and presented and I actually haven't done a podcast yet. And I mentioned that I have not done anything on the programs and services that I offer. So that's coming up next because we are going in a different direction. Let's just go back to your story. Where did your vision start with Athlinks and how did you go from this idea I know you don't know you don't need any prodding to get started but how did yeah. you go from idea to successful business that sold and yeah it's
1: kind them? of a, it's kind of a funny story the um I I did not come from endurance sports at all but one of the things that I did like to do which I, I always see you and, and uh, your family doing is is hiking some of the great buttes in um, Phoenix so Camelback Mountain South Mountain Um, those types of things. And so I would, I would, um, I just loved hiking Camelback Mountain and I would do it for speed. So I would try to go up it as fast as possible. And then I started thinking, I wonder what the fastest anybody could go up this was. And so Athlinks was originally called Virtue Race. And the idea, and this was like 2003-ish, was that you could basically put in these public courses and for any of listening who's familiar with what is now known as the FKT world, fastest known time world, it's basically an engine for fastest known times. So you would have these public courses like Camelback Mountain or the 10k loop in Central Park, those types of things. And then people would go in and add their times to it. it. And I thought it was going to be this massive success. And I thought it was a great idea. And so every morning for a month, every single day, I climbed Camelback I sat up there for a couple of hours and I handed out these little activation cards and told people about it. Like, hey, you know, if you, you know, log your time if you want to know what other people did. And wow. I think in, in those 30 days, I think I got two people to sign up and do it. It was a miserable failure. It was just awful. And so I was driving home one day, if you know the route from Camelback to where we lived, mm-hmm. you go by Tempe Town Lake. And I just happened to notice there was a triathlon going on um, that morning. So I pull over and I, I'm watching and I'd always been kind of fascinated by triathlon morbidly. I think the way most of us are like, you know, we know the Ironman. And so I was like, yeah, let me stop off and, and, and chat with some people. So I just happened to talk to a handful of the finishers um, and ask them about like, well, where do you get your results? How do you track your results? And what does that whole world look like? And they all had the same answer, which is there's no nothing cohesive out there. You sort of have to go back to the race website and then they might be there. They might not be there. It might take them a week to get there. It might They might take you to some other website. And so I started thinking like, okay, so basically if I just sort of reverse the ingestion and kind of tweak some things in the software, I could be a pretty good results repository. Because what, what I had built with Virtu Race was you would own all of your results. And so now, instead of you uploading your own, if they just came in in bulk. So I did that. And I, I went back to the coffee shop that I'd been uh, toiling away at. And I rewrote that part of the software over that course of that week. And then I went to a race, a little 5K, um, that next weekend. And I handed out those exact same cards. Wow. And I said, Hey, go to uh, virtue race to check your results. And I got home and I think 50 people had signed up and Lovely. it was like, okay, wow. all right. So I'm on to something. So it was, it was a classic tale of that big pivot was, and that's why I'm so big at, you got to start mm-hmm. because at least half of like any business decision you make, at least half of your business assumptions are wrong. Totally. And, and your totally. job is to find which is wrong and to fix it and to keep fixing it and to keep fixing it and keep fixing it. And then you get to the point where you're 90% right. And then you're attacking that 10%. And then you're going to do a big idea on that 10% and half of those are going to be wrong. And so, and that's what a lot of, you know, especially startup, but I think it applies to anything in life really is half of your assumptions are always wrong. And your job is to attack those start fast, start small, Find the, you know, because what you want are those 50% things Mm -hmm. to be something you can fix in a week. Yeah. But if you go, yeah,
0: that it started with you on Camelback. (laughs) Yeah. And then the idea that you pivoted, it was the same thing that happened to me when I launched my stuff with the schools. I found quickly that some of the schools wanted brain-based and I had to quickly pivot, but I wouldn't have known if I didn't get started.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and you wouldn't have known and or you would have gone and spent a bunch of money on brochures and a website and all these things that then again, that pivot, instead of it being a short amount of time for you to pivot, it's this massive course correction that becomes very expensive. It becomes demoralizing. If you have employees, you risk losing employees because now they're looking at leadership going, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Right. And so you have to, you know, and it's not to say you don't make mistakes. You of course you make mistakes, but it's about it's about minimizing the mistakes that you make by making them more often.
0: Wow. That's a huge lesson for starting a business. What can you tell me more about the programs and services that you do offer at Athlinks? Like, I know it's not just a database. How do you monetize with your... Yes.
1: So I sold the business in 2013 to Lifetime Fitness, who is, um, for your non-U.S. listeners, is a massive... It's basically like a fitness country club. They're much different than a typical gym. So it's a really high high value. They're on level um, with like an Equinox, like a really boutique level... Um, fitness club and they own and acquired and started several big iconic races around the United States. So the Leadville race series, if you've heard of the iconic mountain bike, the hundred mile mountain bike, and hundred mile run, they own Miami marathon, New York city triathlon, Chicago triathlon, the world's largest triathlon. So they own all these great, these great events. And so what they wanted to do was own the technology that, that they would use on race day. And so they bought ChronoTrack, which is the largest um, race timing business. They produce the hardware and software for actual race timing. And then they bought Athlinks and a company called Bazu, which is the live scoring and registration and then the results repository that Athlinks was. So on the B2B side, we offered a very soup to nuts solution from timing to registration to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the B2C side, on our consumer facing brands. It was athlete tracking, social race results. We have a database of 350 million race results. So if you have done anything from a 5k to a hundred mile mountain bike race, we've got your results in Athlinks. You just go in there, type your name and claim your results and then connect with other athletes. So it was a very full service, um, very well vertically integrated product that, um, that we were able to build out over the years.
0: Well, that was going to be one of my next questions. And I wondered if your database goes internationally.
1: Mm-hmm, like I very much so.
0: It does? Okay. Yep. And I definitely would not be in there with the <laughs> little triathlons that I did back in the 90s. But They're I know, probably in there. But a lot of my high school friends, they did these, they were very into racing. And so how would this help them? They just type in their name and then all of the races they've done pull up and-
1: yeah. Yeah. So really the, the two main things is one is that, you know, the athletes tagline was all your race results in one place. So all your results in one place. So oftentimes you just forget what you did the prior year. You forget, you know, what you're capable of. You forget how you attacked certain courses. You forget how you stacked up against the local competition, that type of thing. So it was about claiming your results, finding good next upcoming races. So the event calendar and all that, um, side of it but really it was a great way for you to track all of your past race history see how you're stacking up against you know you see people on start lines and you're thinking like what the hell are they doing that i'm not doing Mm. so it's a way we have a feature called rivals where we show you everyone you've raced against and show your win-loss record against them time differentials all that so it's you know some analysis and things like that but I think the thing that people most often cite is that recon. It's that I'm signed up to do this race. I go in there. I look at all the past results. I try to figure out what's the effort, you know? So, you know, a a race like, um, you know, my favorite race is the Leadville heavy half. It's a 15 and a half mile trail run in Leadville, Colorado. You go from 10,000 feet to 13,500 feet. And, you know, on paper, you look at a 15 mile race and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to be running seven minute miles. Well, you look at the times and, you know, that 15 mile race is you're you're crushing it at two hours, 30 minutes. Most finishers are around four hours. And so by, you know, being able to see all that data and understand that, you know, like this guy who smashed me in this half marathon ran a three hour in, at there, it's like, okay, now I, I can gauge what my day is going to be like.
0: Wow. That's interesting. So we've been friends for years, Troy, and I just started to notice that you're posting on Instagram, something about 50 chasing 50. And yeah. I had no idea that you were 50 and that I'm chasing 50. Yeah. So what is 50 chasing 50? What is this? Yeah.
1: Like? Yeah. So you just said it chasing 50. So there's, there's two components to 50 chasing 50. I am turning 50 this year in October. And so one of the ways that I'm celebrating is I'm doing a 50 mile um, trail run up in Leadville, Colorado called Silver Rush. And, you know, similar to my personality, I think as an entrepreneur is just that I want to lean into this 50 thing, you know, for the first time in my life, it's, you know, you sort of achieve that like real proficiency in your career. You get very good at that. Um, you get a little bit of financial stability, your your kids get older and you're starting to, I can kind of see you over the horizon, that sort of empty nest thing where my wife and I get to think about some of the things that we've always talked about doing. And so, you know, it's like you turn 50, but I really wanted to, again, kind of lean into it. I wanted to chase it. I want to think about like, how do I do the things that will make me at 50 a better person? Person than I was at forty or thirty or twenty. In you know, I, I don't have the illusions that I'm going to be as fast as I was in my mid twenties, or maybe as strong. But relative to my age group, I want to be in that sort of you know upper echelon of performers. You know, business, family, uh, you know, athletically, all of those things. And so the fifty chasing fifty is in sort of celebration with that. It's an invitation to others to say whatever your 50 is, you know, let's, um, let's chase it together. And then I've had the idea of, of shortening it to just chasing 50 and then doing a podcast under that, that brand where we just talked to, again, like people like you, where, you know, 50, like, think about your parents, friends who, when they were 50, did mm-hmm. didn't they didn't look like us. They didn't act like us. You know, it was a very different, um, it was a very different mindset for sure. And so I, I want to make sure that, you know, whatever part I can play in other people's lives of, of spreading that sort of, you know, evangelizing about really embracing your 50s um, and not slowing down, you know, like I've got I, got, I have a lot of friends who are in their 60s and, and even 70s. Um, you know, I just finished a podcast with Dirk Friel, who's the son of Joe Friel, lives up in sedona who is like the king of triathlon training he's mid 70s and still kicking ass so you know these are the kinds of things that i just think it's very easy to slow down but ask yourself why why are you slowing down what's the point you know you don't have to yeah you have to adapt but you don't have to slow down
0: and i've been focused on the fact that exercise is one of the top five health staples it's something that uh, it's come out on quite a few podcasts. It's an Alzheimer's prevention strategy. And so I'm watching your pictures of you that you're posting and here you are running. And I started running, I'd say last August, I started mm-hmm. following some of those, um, those challenges that you get on the iPhone. Yep. And it's like, okay, now this month you've got to run 269 miles. So you've got to, you've got to do that in a month. And, I would look at what I'm hiking. So the hiking trail is three, and I can get another couple of miles a day from walking around. But the only way to do this challenge is to run. You got to yeah. add in like 5K. Sometimes it's up there like six or seven or eight K. And so here's somebody that's never run before. I'm looking, well, Troy's running all this. I had no idea how much you were running, but I'm like, okay, he's running. I'll try this out. And you know, then I was able to hit some of those those milestones of running as a new runner and thinking, well, you know, yeah, I'm chasing 50. It's not 50 miles in one day. I think that's what you're going for. Is that what you're doing? Trying to do 50 in one day. Yeah. That's wild. Holy moly.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's when you, the thing that I always always loved about running is, is the relative nature of it. Meaning that right now you are thinking about, a 5 mile run or a 10 mile run is like unfathomable right it's like oh my god that is so far and like think about standing at your door and like running to telegraph pass. right that's like oh my god like i could never do that right and when you do you're like what like wow now think about well what if i ran to telegraph path ran up it and then ran home yeah, and, that, and that's what running is all about is it, it doesn't always have to be farther. It could be faster or it could be the same thing. And just like finding that efficiency in your body is that the first time you go running, you're like a 5k. That's crazy. That sounds like, you know, insanity. Mm-hmm. And then you do a 5k and then it's a 10k and then it's a half marathon. And then it's a marathon. And and it's like as long as as long as that's your goal cuz like don't do if it it's if it's not your goal the idea that people do these crazy things just to do them as these kind of bucket list things but the desire wasn't there mm-hmm. um, i think that's crazy but as long as the desire's there and you're you know there's something in yourself that you're trying to prove um, which for me is is that it's that do i still have um, you know, my favorite thing in the world was, you know, with combat sports and wrestling and, and judo and things is like, I like, I like going head to head with somebody else physically. And, and I, I enjoy getting my ass kicked just as much as I enjoy kicking someone else's ass. Cause it's right. just the things you learn about yourself. And so for me with that whole challenge is, is just, you know, learning something about myself at a time that I think is really critical, um, to find the things that, um, That are going to make me happy for the next 20 years. You know, so I'm sort of looking at like this phase transition of at 50, retirement is not imminent, but it's certainly within, I don't see myself retiring it not early and certainly not at 65. Like I love doing what I do. And so for the next 20 years, it's kind of like, all right, let's start this off on the right foot. And maybe 50 becomes a hundred miler, maybe 50, proves to myself like I did it and that was great. And now let me go do some other things.
0: Exactly, I think it's really cool when you see something that you don't think you can do. Like we used to see it all the time in the sales industry. You'd be given your sales number and you'd look at it and go, oh, there's no way I'm gonna hit yeah. this sales goal. And then you blow it out and you're getting commissions. And you're like, oh, bring it on, let's do next yeah. year. And so I could see it that way. And then as we're thinking about health, it was just wild to be be given a challenge on your watch, you know, try this. And you're like, no way, that's not possible. How am I going to do that? I got to run this amount. How am I going to do it in 30 days? And then you blow it out and you're like, hey, I can do this. So what else can I do if I can do this thing that looks impossible that everyone around you is like, oh, there's no way. How are you going to ever do that? And then you do it. It's like, it's, it just gives you some sort of boost that you can do anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, there are, there are certainly dark sides to this and and the world of ultra running is rife with addiction. A lot of ex addicts turn to things like these, these ultra types of, of activities. I, I have knock on wood. I've never had a problem with addiction. I've always been uh, very easy to, start and stop things and and never had a problem with that. So, you know, again, luckily from my perspective, it has nothing to do with that. Um, but you do have to be careful that again, the desire has to be there because with things like fitness trackers and, you know, look, there are some, the best minds in the world, as we've all found out with Facebook and all of these other applications and, 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 um, systems is they are extremely good at hooking you and bringing you in and making yeah. you do things that are totally irrational. You know, I mean, think about the conversations that you see on Twitter where people know, like, I should not, I should I never should have said that, but they do it. They get caught up in this thing. And so that's the, you know, the, the downside to things like these fitness trackers is, is are they making you do things that you, that are not in your best interest or that you don't necessarily want to do where it becomes a number, not a goal, you know, mm, yeah. type of thing. So there's downsides. There's a, there's um, um, I just read a book and I'm going to butcher it. I'll think of it in a minute, but it's all about that. It's all about addiction and, and, and mainly like screen time addiction and things like that. And the downside to all of those things.
0: Well, it's good to think about that as well.
1: Well, I think with the things that you cover in your podcast and in business too is, you know, it's kind of like the difference between a a lifestyle choice and a diet. Diets are totally unsustainable. So from a health standpoint, unless you're in dire straits and you are, you know, sort of like you have that mandate from the doctor, you have to lower your weight or stop doing any of these types of things diets I think are just the most useless thing ever. And it's, it's much better to lose a pound a week for five years type of thing, you know, or half a pound versus saying, I'm going to go, you know, shows like the biggest loser make it look very enticing and sexy. But the reality is is that that type of abrupt lifestyle change is totally unsustainable, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, you know, it's, it's, again, it's like the, it's like setting goals and, 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 uh, and establishing a business is you have to stay true to yourself or you're just not going to be able to, you know, if you're, if you're trying to run 50 miles just to try to get Instagram followers, it's not going to go very well. Okay. (laughs) It just isn't. You need more than that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, Troy, what's next for you? I know that you've got some things that you're thinking about. Yeah. What's going on with that?
1: Yeah, so uh, the business that I started, Ethlinks, um, I'm actually um, leaving that in April. So I've got another month or so, just wrapping up some projects and and get kind of pushing it off in the right direction. Um, and then there's um, you know there's just so many different new challenges out there that I've again kind of part of this next twenty years of my career. Um, I love the I love new and fresh ideas and solving problems, and so. Um, I don't have anything definitive to say on those things yet. I'm exploring a few different opportunities, but yeah, it'll it'll take me back to the startup world and starting a a, a new venture here that I've had my eye on for quite a while. So that's oh, that's I what's next it. for me, yeah.
0: Love it. Well, yeah. Troy, I want to thank you so much for offering your time, ideas, and suggestions first of all to launch me into the business world in those early days and then coming on the podcast to share your ideas. I'm so grateful we met and we became friends and stayed friends. Thank goodness for social media. It makes you feel not so far away, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, is there any final thoughts that you have for listeners that might be thinking of starting a business and they might've been like me with this idea then they just needed like a kick in the butt to get going? What final
1: thoughts? Yeah. Could you have? I would say the two things are is first off is start, that's that's number one and it doesn't have to be a grand gesture you know there's a lot of businesses that could be started with a document or a spreadsheet or some form of value that you're exchanging with somebody or you know just an idea Um, i think people spend far too much time on the that initial prototype and making sure it's all perfect like just literally you could if if you have a software idea you can write a flow chart on paper and show that to some people and say does this make sense mm-hmm. that's a start you know that's 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 it and then second um, which i think you proved to be is be coachable you know understand that you don't know everything you're going to make mistakes and even if you're your own coach you know take that philosophy into other parts of your life is is know that you're not always right know that some number i like 50 because it's a round number and it feels accurate to me is that half your assumptions are always going to be wrong and um and just be ready to look for that 50 and start attacking it and um and fixing those things as quickly as you can
0: love it love it troy for people that want to find you what's the best way your troy at Troy Bousseau on Instagram, but where else could they find you?
1: That's probably the best place is at Troy Bousseau and it's B-U-S-O-T on Instagram. If you want to, if you want to look at some gorgeous photos of Boulder, Colorado, and that's where I do the the majority of my runs. So I, you know, it's as good to look at it as it is to experience it. Like the, I I live in a very beautiful place and do some long runs there. Um, The other side is I, I'm the host of the Athlinks podcast. So if you if you wanna hear more about and from people who are doing these, you know, amazing epic efforts, or, uh, you know, I, I had Jeff Catch from the Rodale Institute on not too long ago talking about regenerative organic farming. Um, and, you know, Jason Hargrath, who's the king of FKTs, he's done a hundred fastest known times in the last couple of years here, so I could, you know, the, the wealth of people that I have access to is amazing and have some really great conversations with them. So I would say those are the two best places. If you have a a question or anything you'd love to run by me, uh, you can reach me at troy at com uh, is my email. So yeah, happy to, happy to chat.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for everything, Troy. And I'll let you get back to work in Colorado and you have an incredible day. It's been wonderful to see you again.
1: Well, thank you for kicking ass and not, uh, not ignoring the, the, uh, whatever advice I gave you and, uh, and just Overwater running with it on new years, over water under new years. Yeah. So thank you for being boring with me and, uh, and digging out some good ideas that might. So yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely.